Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Runway. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today, as usual, my friends. We are going to have a great show for you. Anyhow, what is the show going to be about today? Let's get it on the screen right now for you. Let's get it on the screen right now for you. Title of the show is MSNBC host points out GOP pro-death party. More in white spaces should do this. Saki embarrasses Fox News, Ducey, and Trump. Okay, let's go ahead and get started with our great folks. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Hi, what is going on in New York with Cuomo and his antic? He is so arrogant and defiant and elitist. I agree. And he's gone. Okay? He's gone. Anyone who mistreats women, anyone who uses women as a prop, anyone who does any of those things, I care not what party you are from, once it is found out, it is investigated that it is true, that it's not a ruse, that it's not just something that they're trying to attack you, that it's been verified, it's been corroborated. Then brothers and sisters, bye-bye. And that is what I've got to say about El Señor. Uh, he's gone. He has to go. It's that simple. So again, as you see, consistency, Hayes, consistency. Consistency. Hello, Nanette Bird Smith, AVQ, also known as Michael Rudnan. Let's get started. What he has to say 14,000 scientists warn that Earth's vital signs are rapidly worsening. Time's almost up. The researchers write We are nearing or have already crossed tipping points associated with critical parts of the Earth's systems, including the West Antarctic and Greenland ice sheets, warm water coral reef, and the Amazon forest, which I think. It's not giving off the amount of oxygen it used to be for. And not only that, I am so concerned about the Colorado River Valley because, I mean, we're talking about millions of people, and I don't think people are understanding the severity of that drought in Colorado and other places. I am honestly concerned that that will become a catastrophe. I am concerned about that becoming a catastrophe. I am concerned that they're not building desalination plants. I'm concerned that they're not using water resource plants. I'm concerned that they're not doing injections into the reservoirs. I'm very, very concerned. So point taken, Brother Rudnan. With evictions re uh, resuming, tenants scramble for assistance, take, talk, taking a month-long break at the uh, start of the crisis. Despite Republican obstructionism being the principal cause for the delay, the rant moratorium ending, it will be the Democrats who will be blamed as they are the party in power. If Democrats don't un -F themselves, they are going to lose 2022 and then we are all screwed. You know something, Rudnan? Sometimes I wonder what's in their minds because you are absolutely right. Even if you can't get something passed, when you're going home to your air-conditioned home, when you're going home to your, the comforts of, of doing what you need to do, with people that legitimately cannot pay the rent, not any fault of their own, but because of what the pandemic has done to them, your, your, your constituents want to see at least you're trying but what Nancy Pelosi and, and these guys are doing, they're trying to save the face of 12 Democrats that have taken a lot of money from the, from the, the, the real estate markets. Because you know what they're thinking? This is the opportune time to dump a lot of these people out of those houses that we can repurpose. 
Dump them out of these areas that we can gentrify. Dump them out. We have the good, hey, it's over. You haven't paid rent in six months, in a year. We can get rid of you now. And you know, they look complicit. You know why they look complicit? Because they are complicit. Report. Real estate groups pay GOP lawmakers huge sums to reinstate evictions. This has to be illegal. The report by Account US, which calls itself a government corruption watchdog, finds that Senators Mike Carrapo and Pat Toomey, who both raised objections to the eviction moratorium as early as December last year, have pocketed hundreds of thousands of dollars from the real estate groups. But, I mean, let's go ahead before, uh, before we just blame Republicans here. Because I, I want to be, look, if we are to be taken seriously, those of us that are that, that profound call ourselves progressive independent journalists, there's something that we've got to do. We have got to be honest. And when you see a, a report that says uh, hundreds, uh, I, I had it bookmarked earlier, stunning, Democrats considering major cuts to future pandemic preparedness, that was one of them. But there was an article that came out here that said uh, these Demo- uh, Democrats took, there it is. Here's the article, and I want to go ahead and just read the top piece of it. I wasn't going to do this today, but since Rodnan uh, placed that there, I think he puts it into a spot that we need to say. Democrats took millions from real estate interests before allowing eviction moratorium to end. As the homes of millions of renters across, this is in commondreams.org, commondreams.org. Visit them and also make sure to keep these guys solvent. Give a few bucks to these guys because these guys do very good progressive reporting. As the homes of millions of renters across the U.S. were threatened this week by the White House and Congress refusal to extend the eviction moratorium put in place by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Democrats' inaction was directly benefiting some of the party's biggest backers in the real estate industry, as Andrew Perez and Joel Warner reported in their uh, daily poster on Tuesday, the chairman of both the real estate brokerage firm Marcus and & Milcham and the real estate investment through Essex Property Trusted donated a million dollars to the House Majority PAC on June 1st, days after the CDC extended the moratorium until late June. Chairman George Marcus also donated $263,000. So what I'm saying, folks, don't sit down there and say, oh, those real bad Republicans. Look at what those bad Republicans are doing it. Hold all those people that are screwing the poor and the middle class accountable. Get the names Get the names and post them out there. Because it always turns out, it always turns out that some of us pay the price. Some of us pay the price. So folks, please remember, please remember, it is wide. It is wide. Let's not play games where games need not be played. Let's not play games. Anyhow, Last one from Michael, I th- no, second to last one, says New York's c- cancel rent movement isn't over. As it stands now, the rent moratorium only delays when people will have to pay back all of the cumulative back rent. When that bill comes due, 
and no protections apply, there will be millions of evictions. Of course, because they can't afford it. You can read that one on your own poll. 63% of Republicans believe that democracy isn't working. 67% of Republicans believe that voting isn't a right but a privilege. Republicans don't have a single supermajority po uh, polling policy position. If we had a democracy, Republicans can't rule from an unpopular position. And yet they're still in power because our constitution is not a democratic constitution. Our constitution really is a constitution to keep a minority in power, and the minority that keeps in power are the minority with capital. David from former Bush speechwriter wrote a prediction in 2018. If conservatives become convinced that they cannot win democratically, they will abandon conservatism. They will reject democracy. Egbertum a bit over on the startup post count, only the first one is long. Don't worry about it, brother. I like all the things that you guys bring to me. Rose Williams, welcome aboard, Sister Rose. TJ, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, Norman Reynolds, ¿cómo estás, mi amigo mío? Michael Rudnan, why hasn't Cuomo resigned? He should resign. Save the party. It's horrendous what he has done. Save the damn party and stop looking out for yourself only. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bruce Pollard, good day. Time for a new party. I agree. Bionic Chronic. Hola, como estas, Bionic? Rose Williams. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Bruce Pollard, do you, did you change your position since Friday when I was complaining about the Dems and Congress? No, I haven't changed my position. My position only changes when you give me a material reason to change a position. Uh, tell me what you think I'm inconsistent about, and I'll clarify if necessary. Michael Rudnan, sometimes I wonder if the Republican Party and the establishment Democrats are two halves of the same coin. No, the establishment of the Republican Party and the establishment of the, of the Democratic Party are funded by the same people. And what they do is they, they just edge their bets. It doesn't matter. And they are the guardians of the gate. Understand that. When the left gets too left, they reel them in. The, 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 uh, those those what you call establishment, reel them in. When the right goes berserk, they try to reel them in. The problem with the right is they, <laughs> the right doesn't easily uh, uh, coalesce. So therefore, we keep, moving the, we keep moving the center to the right so that those of the people on the progressive side that used to be just uh, 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 establishment Democrats, they are more than that now. But anyhow, so that's what it is. All right. Courtney, SLP, this is what people mean when they say there's no difference between the Republicans and Democrats. They are a part of the same party of capitalism, greed. And I'm, if I have the time, I'm going to play a piece that I did yesterday. I cleaned it up and posted it under the five monkey thing. And the reason why capitalism and all these things still go ahead is that we think we don't have options. We, like, we, we were designed and learned how to conform. We learned how to conform. There are plenty of rich politicians that are rich that want to stay in power Pelosi, etc. Of course they are. I'm, nobody's going to argue that. What country has the best democracy? I would say the countries with the best democracy are the ones that follow the tenet of democratic socialism, like the, 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 the Danish countries and those countries before they got before their right wing started to erode that democracy. Because if you take a look at a lot of these Scandinavian countries, there's a strong right that is starting to try to assert. This right thing is going all around, and they're using that carnality of race to try to intermingle things in these, in these different uh, countries. Uh, the Biden to supervise EPA better hold, hold both House and Senate. 
to find out why EPA is refusing to comply with Ninth Circuit. Exactly. But do you know something? We got to get more progressives in there. And Nina Turner is running in Ohio today. If you are in Ohio and you haven't voted and you're in District 11, get busy, go vote, and I hope you make the right choice. Remember, progressives is what move, what's moving things right now. I was complaining about not extending the foreclosure protection. Uh, did I complain about uh, about extending the foreclosure protection? Did I did I complain that I didn't like that? Because I've always liked that. What I did say, however, is there are people who take advantage of it, but we cannot have those people that really need it be hurt by those who take advantage. So, um, you know, do, I, I think I've been consistent on this one because I've been fighting with this for a while. I've been trying to get in touch with Cory Bush. In fact, I, I sent Cory Bush a direct message a couple a, a couple of hours ago, and because I've been trying to get a Zoom call with her in D.C., and I haven't heard from her people, so I'm like, okay, so grassroots was only when you're running? I could reach you and talk to you when you're running, and now that you're out there, you only talk to MSNBC, CNN, etc.? So I, I sent her a direct message. I hope she gets it and not just one of her handlers. Okay, Michael Rodney and Egberto, most corporations who engage in politics choose either blue or red to support. Corporations that back both parties are uncommon. Nope, that's true. You take a look at the big guys. They vote. They, and, and again, I understand what you're saying. For the little guys, that may be this case. But for the big corporations, they have different PACs that they support. And these independent PACs go with these independent um, with these different groups. And when you see where they coalesce, you'll be quite surprised. Egberto, did you have a chance to watch the Fora TV video about the Five Monkeys parable? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch the Fora TV on the Five Monkeys, but I did research the Five Monkeys because, I, you know, I don't like to post anything that is, in fact, based. So it is based on an experiment, but the, the one that I gave took some liberties. But I like the liberties that they took because that is exactly how we behave. All right. Um, EPA should have taken action to ban all food use of chloripyphyros a long time ago and the people uh, who have been harmed by it. I take your, I'll take you on that. Sounds good. I love you again. <laughs> I love you, but I never stopped loving you, brother Bruce. Never stop. I never stopped loving my peeps. Never do. I support Nina big time. E2247 says that. I agree. Good choice. All right. Let's go ahead and start. I have a, a, a friend here in Kingwood. She was in a group, that, a, a kindness group. And this kindness group tries to promote uh, kindness is what they say. Well, this young lady said, hey, I got a ticket on a right turn, but I stopped and I turned and I still got a ticket. And they slaughtered her in the kindness group in Kingwood. And um, this friend of mine, she sent me a note, Egberto, have you been to this group? Look at what they're doing to this young lady. And it was obvious what it was all about. I want you to take a look at this and we'll take it on the other side. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I'm here with somebody that is special, a woman here, very active in the community, Deborah Mari. Deborah, how are you doing? Welcome to Politics Done Right. Thanks, Egberto. Good to see you. Hey, Deborah, earlier today, you turned me on to a, um, a clip, a, a video clip that a young woman in this area posted and in, in, in one of our local groups on Facebook called flooding kingwood with kindness doesn't that mean that we treat people with love and kindness or something like that you would think so yes that's what it sounds like that's what it sounds like well she had it well i tell you what why don't you describe the incident that she that she spoke about 
Oh, okay. Well, there was a young woman who reached, was reaching out on this page because it's, you know, kindness, right? Mm -hmm. And she for she was looking for some advice. She had uh, uh, gone to, she was at a, a busy, uh, well-known intersection here in Kingwood, and she observed cars ahead of her turning right on red, and she needed to go right. And so she followed and did the same thing, only then she got stopped and ticketed. And um, her, her comment was something like, uh, I, I didn't think I should have been, but I didn't want to argue with the police officer because I didn't want to get killed. And, uh, and her question to the group was, should I uh, go to court with this and try to fight it or what should I do? Well, <laughs> uh, most of the comments on there were not targeted at actually trying to help her navigate this situation of, of uh, the ticket. Most of the comments were, had zeroed in on the comments she made about cops, you know, she didn't want to get killed by cops. And uh, it was, I was amazed. I was just amazed at the cluelessness of the, of the comments. I mean, these people, I think they genuinely didn't understand her concern. You know, you know Deborah, you are, you are a resident of Kingwood. You live here. You've been here forever, you know, yep. and and what, what, what I find is, you know, first of all, I want to, I, I, I thank you for noticing that immediately, because I think it's going to take people like you to make the kind of change that we always talk about that we want to become, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, for somebody like you to have, have, have seen immediately that this woman was looking for help. She made it, her comment wasn't an off comment, uh, you know, as a black guy, black man, I can tell you that every time I get stopped by a police officer, my heart is in my throat. And I, and her name was a Latino name. And, you know, so okay. I could understand where her comment was coming from. And mm -hmm. instead of them, this group that calls themselves flooding Kingwood with kindness, instead of them trying to empathize, there were a few that did, you did. And yep. a few others empathize with, with what she was saying, but I mean the viciousness with when, with which they attacked her, and uh, she apparently just pulled it, pulled it down. But the viciousness with which she was uh, attacked, where did where does that come from? I mean, I know there are certain circles that you have got to be in that Sheik is not in, and that I am not in. Please help us understand that that concept. I I, I wish I could I, because I don't understand it either. I. Uh, even if uh, you know you live in a, a, a white world and all your friends are white and that's all you really think about, you may have been unaware of uh, the difference in how police sometimes treat people of color and white people before last summer. Mm -hmm. Last summer, I would think I thought changed everything. I thought it created so much awareness. To the uh, every, you know, there were, you know, thousands and thousands of protests 
um, how could you miss that? How could you not be aware of that? And um, like I said, the, many of the comments were genuinely, why, why are you worried about being killed? Police don't kill people. In fact, I, I printed out a few of the comments. Let's hear some of the comments. I'm right. interested. Yes. Okay. Uh, one of the first ones, uh, and how disrespectful of you to imply you would get killed for asking the question. Hops are not killers. You are obviously very susceptible to propaganda to even say such a thing. You know, that, that was one. Uh, let's see, here's one. If you believe you'll be killed by a cop for a traffic stop, then you are a criminal or completely brainwashed by democratic Marxists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of empathy there at all. Um, if you don't break the law or look super suspicious, they won't mess with you, right? Yeah. I mean, it just went on and on. Just the, I was just amazed at how clueless they were. They couldn't understand why she would feel any kind of fear at all. Well, you know, you, you know Deborah, it, it takes, and you know, when, when we were talking earlier offline, um, you were pointing to me that uh, maybe this other person would, uh, who responded very well in the in the um, in the feed, would make a better spokesperson. Oh. You thought, right. and right. I told you the reality is, Deborah well-spoken uh, person happened to be black and the audience that I'm trying to reach with to become more empathetic with the way police officers treat not all but a lot more than a lot of people would believe uh, mm -hmm. treat people needed to have someone that they could actually uh, feel a kinship with not everybody is like you that can have a kinship with everybody some people have to have a kinship with, you understand what I'm saying. I know, I understand. But, I, you know, like I said, it's the, the level of um, just cluelessness it, it is what I found baffling. I mean, uh, lack of empathy, absolutely. But there was no... Uh, it was like they had no knowledge of of any of these incidents that that we've been you know here out now for several years, and I'm not sure why that is. I think maybe they consume different media perhaps than many of us do, and that's all they're seeing. That's all they're hearing. That's what their world is, and they have no interest in you know broadening it. I. That's that's all I can. Think. What I tell you all the time, though, uh, Deborah, is that you know where you says that their their world is not broad. I mean, uh, they they you know we kind of tend to selectively choose our forms of information, but sure. you know we cannot survive as a country if we selectively choose forms of in, this type of information. So what what I try to do is I try to engage in what I like about you as well is. Um, the mere fact that I heard from you on this issue uh, tells, speaks perfectly to what we have to do to make the kind of changes that we're talking about. Because you saw something, you spoke up, we are gonna make an issue out of this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into that room and talk about kindness as well. In other words, flooding Kingwood with kindness should also mean 
being able to understand what empathy means. And I think you, you have lived that, you've been that for quite a while. And I'm not, you know, I know you for, for some time now. And so I can actually speak to, <laughs> to who you are. So I just want to thank you, first of all, for coming on and, and talking about this, asking if you have some final words you'd like to uh, give to the audience. And then let's, you know, let's get this out there. I reached out to you because I know, I mean, that's your thing, reaching out to all kinds of people, trying to engage. I know that's important to you. And I, I thought you might have something to contribute to that. So um, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Well, look, thank you very much. Because again, um, you know, we always talk about people, everybody have to speak out. And that is how we are going to make change. You're one of those that are speaking out. So thank you so kindly for who you are. And Let's keep doing what we need to do. Thank you, Alberta. We love that woman. Uh, she, she is great. She sees things and she, she points them out. Uh, you know, I always tell people one of the biggest mistakes I think in America today is that we see things happen. And as we see them happen, we just close our eyes to it as if it didn't. And we can't do that. We really can't do that. Uh, Michael Rodden says, yep, we are all living in our own echo chambers. You want out of the echo chamber? Get your news primarily from neutral searches. DuckDuckGo.com. Yep, I know, I know, I know. Google News is pretty good too. Um, yep, I also like that. I, I have an aggregator where I also go directly to the sources that I want, which means I go to foreign newspapers. I have, you know, like newspapers in France and Panama in Venezuela and these other places that I want to get different flavors of news. I think that's the only way you can do it because a lot of times the, the way we get news here is just not right. All right, the, the second video that I want to do is going to be uh, Nicole Wallace, right? Nicole Wallace really went ahead and defined what the Republican Party has become. And I think I think this is not about just calling out the Repub Republicans. This is about calling out the leadership of the Republican Party and who they have allowed the party, what they have allowed the party to become. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Texas is now worse than New York. Fox News doesn't say a single word about Governor Abbott in the midst of this time. And so we are seeing the deadly results, the, I mean that literally, the deadly results of pursuing only policies that focus on the I and nothing about the we. And the idea that getting people to wear masks somehow interferes to, to wear a mask in a crowded theater or in a restaurant or wherever it has to be somehow interferes with their right to be an American has become ludicrous. Protecting our grandparents, protecting our children, protecting anybody that's vulnerable by simply requiring in some places, in some places to wear a mask or to get a vaccine is just absolutely outrageous. Think about what we've lost in this country, more than 600,000 people. And think about we lost less than 3,000 people on 9-11. The country came together and we actually misspent $4 trillion on a series of two wars that lasted 20 years. We're doing nothing compared to that. And we've lost multiples, multiples, multiples of more people in the midst of this. And our country can't come together in this because the Republicans only care about I. They only care about I, and they're not interested in we. 
I don't say this very often. It's actually worse than that. They don't even care about I until they're intubated. And then they have these deathbed pleas to their loved ones to get vaccinated. And I, I want to ask you about, you know, one of the most effective, Matt was talking about how Republicans weaponize culture issues, none so effectively, even more so than guns, is abortion. And they have taken um, it to a, a point where I think in Texas, there are laws where neighbors are asked to tell on neighbors um, in policing reproductive freedoms in that state, of which there are quite a quite few, very, very limited. Um, this is a pro-death position that these governors are taking on masks and on vaccines. They're now indifferent to life. And the media should be very, very, very reluctant to ever cover objectively the Republicans as a pro-life party. They are not. You know, Nicole, you're absolutely right. Um, they're politi many of them are politicians of death. We see this extraordinarily toxic convergence of cynical, corrupt, and cowardly leadership with an, a sustained misinformation program often funded by right-wing big money machines, as Jane Meyer's piece in The New Yorker uh, detailed today. Uh, and all of it has had an impact, right, in real time, because we're losing people. Over 616,000 people are dead. And so I talked about, uh, not too long ago, these civic blackouts in our country. Yeah. Well, we have, in some ways, one of the fuses is, is this kind of the depth, uh, the, the disaster of leadership, cynical, corrupt, cowardly leadership. And so all of this comes, you know, when it converges, it just makes, it puts our democracy in peril. So I think you're absolutely right, Nicole. And, it's, and isn't that true? Put our democracy in, par in, in peril. It is important that we understand what's going on here. Uh, the, the, when, when we have Matthew Dowd first talking about the party of I, 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 and then Nicole comes in and say, but it's even worse than that. It's not even the party of I, because when he said I, he meant I, meaning Republicans, conservatives. She said it's not even that. Because look at what they're doing to the people they purport to be their own. They're killing them. They are, they are encouraging them to have positions that actually harm them. And this is not up for debate whether these positions harm their people. These positions, the, 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 you, you look at their deaths, you look at where they're dying, you look at what's happening to them, their positions are killing them. From the policies they pass in red states that give them higher death rates in just about every department, to uh, how they're handling the pandemic, to how they've allowed the pandemic to spread. It is a party of death. And when she says we must, uh, we must stop the, we must stop the media from attempting to describe Republicans as a pro-life party. It is a pro-death party. And I've constantly, I've been saying that for years. I've been saying, how can you not support social policies that saves lives? And then call yourself pro-life. The only life you care about is one that has not yet become a life. A blastoma. Okay? That's the only thing you care about. Blastoma. My, my daughter uh, corrected me the other day. I think I had it wrong again. But that's the only thing you care about. A, a group of cells. And the only reason you care about that is because that is how you can control a whole group of people. In other words, how you can control a whole group of women. And there are other techniques you use to control a whole group of others as well. So, Nicole, 
uh, Matthew Dowd and Eddie Gloud, you, you hit the nail on the head. We are past the half point, folks. So at this point is when I tell well, welcome aboard, Yvette Avery Herod. At this point, this is where I tell you, folks, please remember to support the, pro uh, the program. Please go ahead and click. If you're on YouTube, click that join button. Become a part of the PDR Posse. We need you. We want you. We want to have you with us. So please do that. Uh, blastosis. Thank you, my beautiful daughter. She corrected me again. <laughs> uh, but my, my beautiful, 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 uh, my beautiful daughter corrected me. And then Rose William right behind her says, Blastosis. Thank you so kindly for your, your, your kind support to make sure that I only give people the correct information. Uh-oh, she says, Dad, blastoma is cancer. Eek. Yeah, I got my, my, my phrases mes uh, messed up, my daughter. All right, folks, so please remember, uh, look at the screen. You can see all those great people who got the cup designed by Bridge MCP, which is the cup associated with our PDR Posse. Become a part of our PDR Posse by clicking that Join button. Or, and by the way, that, that link that you have there is a link to the cup to get the cup. But you can also become part of the PDR Posse by going to one specific link. Which is, I used to have a whole ton of links. I have a link that I have everything in one place if people want it that way. Politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. Has all the forms that you can support Politics and Right. Please choose one or more of them because this is how we get the progressive message out. This is how we ensure that we can get our point of view and make the real change. I'm going to play a piece that I, uh, I, that I cleaned up from yesterday. I want you guys to absorb that piece I really need you to absorb that piece. By the way, please go ahead and get my books. I have a lot of what we talk about in the books in the form of essay stories and, and also interpretation. So please go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books, where you can find all our books in one place, including audiobooks that's, that I got help from. Uh, Norman Reynolds, who is on the chat right now, is the, one, is the voice of the audiobook for It's Worth It. And of course, I did the, the audiobook for How to Make America Utopia. And, and El Señor Bruce Pollard was the editor, uh, was the second editor of uh, How to Make America Utopia because my my daughter gave it that little first initial reading, you know, uh, kind of just say, hey, hey, daddy, you're on track. And then Bruce went ahead and made those, those, those kind of corrections. Thank you so kindly, Bruce, for, for yeah, it's, you know, we're a community and we'll talk about community in a very little bit. So, folks, please, again, go to politicsandright.com slash books to get the books or go to politicsandright.com slash support for the support. I want you to listen to this. This is important. I want to make sure I get the right one. Unlearn. Let's learn to unlearn. Let's learn to unlearn. Everything that you see on TV is a farce when it comes to we can't afford this or we can't afford that. That's the farce. The reality is we have an economic system unable to handle the ills of today. We have an economic system unable to handle the needs of most today. And for us to just throw our hands up and say we have the best system in the world. There's nothing better than capitalism. It is so great. So we've created so many, so much riches. How much have been done under the name of this economic system? How dare you try to modify it in such a manner that it is more humane when it has created so much riches for a few? And you know, you talk against it. 
they want to call you a communist. No, we want an economic system that works for everybody. We want an economic system that says you are human and you matter. And this isn't a you matter for the sake of you mattering. Jill Gilcast, thank you so kindly. We just got a new uh, a new PDR Posse member in Gil Cast. Thank you so kindly, Gil. I'm going to try to get you up on the screen right now because you know I cannot live with myself if I don't credit you wonderful people who continue to make us a reality, who continue to make sure that we can survive as an entity. Love you. Appreciate you for what you're doing to make sure we can continue doing what we're doing to inform America. Here you go, Gil Cass. There you are, my friend, on the screen. Every person that is listening to me right now, every human being, every Republican listening to me right now, every Democrat listening to me right now, every Independent listening to me right now, every American listening to me right now, here's the truth. Our economic system screws most of you, period. And it's not that these people are bad. It's not that the people that are on top are bad. It is just what we've learned. I heard something from Pastor Olson. Olson, you know, I like Olson. I mean, he, he's not a real pastor, I don't think. I think he's mostly like a motivational speaker. I watch him after I do all the morning shows. Then I document the morning shows. I blog the morning show. And then he comes on. And while I'm blogging the last show, which is this week, he's on. And I'm listening to him. And he usually has some great stories, right? And he gave the story of the five monkeys that I hadn't heard before. First of all, let me qualify this. It's based off of an experiment, but... It takes liberties with the experiment. But I'm going to take the one that takes liberties with the experiment. There are five monkeys in a cage. Uh, there's, a, there's a banana hanging at a string and, it's, and, a, and a ladder to get the bananas. The monkeys climb up the uh, ladder to get the banana and then they are doused with cold water. So they run and they hide. Every time one monkey goes up to get a banana, all five monkeys get doused with cold water. So when that fifth monkey tried to get up and go and get the banana, the other four monkeys went and grabbed him. They don't want him to uh, get the banana because all of them are going to get doused, doused with water. So the, the experimenter keeps taking out one of the originals and putting a new monkey in there. And every time that new monkey goes up to get a banana, the others pull them down. By the time they start rotating monkeys... All the original monkeys are gone. What is left is the action of what they did. In other words, that last new monkey that came in jumped up on that ladder. And as soon as he tries to jump up on the ladder, the other monkeys pulled him down. None of those four monkeys were ever wet. They never got wet. They just knew the action that you don't go and mess with that ladder because something happened. That is how we are with our economic system. The guys who created this economic system created it for them and we lived through it. And we continue to live through these things as if it's the only way. And it is the only way because it has always been like that. If you are looking at things right now and people are hurting and others are struggling, if you are looking at that and saying, well, that's just how things are, then we are more like those monkeys who don't know exactly why they're pulling that guy down from the ladder who's trying to get fed from the bananas. We are not critically thinking. One of the important things about think teaching critical, every kind of theory, is it doesn't allow you to buy the fallacies. It allows you to look at how things are. It allows you to start thinking things through. It prevents us from stagnating. One of the things that I hope, that I implore on all of us, that I want to do with this program is ask all of us not to take anything anybody says at face value, not even me. 
critically think things through. I've done pieces on what the market can bear, how our system works, how it hurts people, and how we can mitigate it. And by the way, I talk about mitigation of that in my book, How to Make America Utopia. Get, get the trio. The trio is all, all, we can get the entire trio now. Folks, uh, please join us. Please join Gil, uh, Gil Cass and hit that join button. Become a new PDR Posse member. We need you. We need, we need a thousand of you. Please go ahead and click that. Become a Posse member. And remember, most of all, let's critical think. So, folks, what I'd like you to do before we end the show today is ask yourself the question, why do we always think we must conform? Why must we conform? We don't have to. And the way we don't is we build community. This is a community right here. All of you that are listening to me today, this is a community. So, folks, it is a community. Let's build our community here. And each of you, we let's build intersecting communities. Let's build intersecting geometric communities, meaning it expands geometrically. And that is how we win the battle. My name is Egberto Willis. All right, folks. Now, um, I don't know if, I under, if I, I'm understanding Rudnan's comment right. He says, my take on the five mon- monkeys parable, this is just what we do here. And that mindset prevents seeing alternatives. I think you're using that, th- that this is what we do here in quotation, meaning that's just what we do here and that's just how it's going to be. I think that's what you mean, not that this is what we do here at the PDR Posse. Because at the PDR Posse, we want everybody in, and we want to listen to everybody, and we want to massage data, we want to massage information until we come out with the truth, the absolute truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God for things that are either that are truthful or not. Remember, like I said, there are things that are divided into this is absolute. In other words, if I drop a rock, it's not going to drop up. It's going to drop down. If I put carbon dioxide in the air, it's not going to cause the, 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 the whole entire world to, to, to drop temperature. It's going to raise the temperature because of the physical behaviors, because of physics. So those are absolute statements. Climate change is absolute. Anybody that's telling you otherwise, well, maybe, uh, no, no, no. We can prove mathematically speaking why throwing a whole bunch of carbon in the air causes the temperature to heat and cause the value. We know the, we know the physical characteristics that causes that behavior. So there's, there's no arguing on those particular topics. We can argue about when does life really begin. That is an arbitrary thing. And we can fight about that. Uh, when, do, don't, when do we want to call the beginning of life? We don't really know that, right? I don't know that. And that is, so we, we, in critical thinking requires that you start thinking, what are the things that we know absolutely and what are the things that we have plausibility about? And once you can define thing, divide things into those areas, even in your life, when it comes to certain things, I know if I eat 3,500 calories, that is going to be one pound on my body or more if I'm absorbing water. I know if I, have a ne- I, I, know if I go ahead and stick air into my carotid, uh, my carotid artery that I will get an air bubble that will kill me. Those are absolute facts. There are things that we have to understand that this is true and this isn't. Now, the gray area things, we can debate. And that is where we should be having 
ideological debates. How do we solve the climate problem? That's a gray area. Do we go ahead and give incentives to corporations to do it, or do we are punitive in the way we solve it? That can be, you can debate how you solve it. You don't debate what's happening. All right, last video is uh, the fun that I like to have with Peter Ducey. Uh, Peter Ducey got zipped once again. Let's see. Uh, e. Willis, Egberto, don't do that. You will hurt yourself. Don't do what? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'm not going to stick myself, brother Eric. You know I'm not going to do that, brother. I'm definitely not going to do that. Um, I, I, I love life, and I love, I love life, and I love, you know, making changes, doing what's necessary. I love interacting with everybody. You guys, you know I love you guys, man. Anyhow, let's go ahead and go to my last video. I don't want to do the wrong one like I did the other day. Okay, this is it. No, that's not that's not it. On Learn, I did that one. Nicole, I did Nicole. I think it is. You know what I did, guys? I loaded the same video twice. How silly of me. What's wrong with me? I've got to go hunt that video now, and I'm looking to hunt that video. Who is it with again? That video is with Ducey. Here we go with Brother Ducey. Here we go. There. And I'm going to play it right now. Once again, Peter Ducey of Fox News makes a fool of himself. He goes ahead and says, hey, look at what the mayor is doing in New York. He's preventing people from going to the stadium and all these other things if they are not vaccinated. Is that, oh, it's that right? Should we allow those people who are, have a religious issue or, or should we have to fall under that domain? Well, I want you to see how Saki answers that. But not only that, he then goes ahead and he said, hey, the, the state, the, 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 the DOJ has really gotten rid of all those charges that they wanted to put on El Senor Cuomo for the nursing homes or something like that. Uh, what is the president going to do about it? And she gets him pretty good. I want you to listen to this and we'll take it on the other side. Following up on that rule in New York now where the mayor says if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to an indoor restaurant, a gym, or a show, does the White House think that that is fair to people who may have a religious reason for not wanting the vaccine or who might just be waiting for the FDA to approve it fully before they get it? Uh, the administration and the White House and the president uh, support steps by localities uh, to, uh, to take steps to protect people in their states and their communities, to incentivize uh, people getting vaccinated. I, I don't know all the specific details if they have exemptions, so I'd point you to them. Okay. okay. And then the Justice Department re recently dropped its civil rights investigation into Governor Cuomo's handling of the COVID nursing home deaths. Does the administration want the Justice Department to initiate a civil rights investigation into these harassment allegations revealed today? We do something new here that feels foreign from the last four years and allow the Justice Department to act independently on investigations. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, folks. Does a virus know if you are religious or not? Does a virus not transmit if you are religious and uh, or not? I don't think so. In other words... You can pollute or infect a person that is in there, and just because you have a religious exemption, you get the right to do that? That was first a silly question. Now, she gave a, a, a very calculated answer, local control and all that good stuff that should really make Republicans say, oh, yes, I guess that mayor should, in fact, have local control. But then she gave a zinger on the second question where she made him pay for asking, what is Biden going to do about the DOJ letting off El Senor Cuomo? She says, 
unlike previous administrations which got involved with the DOJ and tried to manipulate the DOJ, we let them do their job. Oh man, he got it from all sides. Excellent job. I love what Rodnan just said. Religious exemption to vaccines are a cultural insanity. Fortunately, not every state has such statutes. Exactly. Uh, E2247, historians have explored the biases in our housing policies, policy, medical care, and on. And there are very few who would suggest that our systems are truly neutral. You know, what is so funny is we live it, right? For those who live it, they, they don't have to ask that question. Is it neutral? When they do those researches, it's to, it is to, it is to uh, convince the willfully ignorant. And notice I say willfully ignorant, all right? Because, you know, when, when Deborah, love Deborah, Deborah went to, when she told me, hey, look at what's happening on this kindness website. I know why she came to me. It was like, this needs to be exposed, Right? This kindness website, it's a mostly white space. This kindness web- website, a newcomer in the area goes ahead and, and, and writes in it, a Latina young lady. And because, you know, of her name, you know, and that it was an encounter with the police, and she justifiably says, I'm not going to confront the police or I'm not going to challenge the police. I'm just going to say, huh, okay, but I came to this community and ask this community, hey, what do you think I should do? And they weren't attempting to be helpful. This community that says, that kindness website, they slaughtered her. How dare you talk about the police like that? You must be a criminal. Uh, I mean, it, and, and that hurt Deborah. And, you know, so I got a text immediately, hey, uh, do you do you go to this site? She knows I'm not on that site. Come on, Deborah, you know I'm not on that site. I am now. Um, but you know, sh- she wanted it clear. Look, that it, what's happening there was wrong, and this is the message to my white brothers and sisters that listen to this show consistently. First of all, thank you for listening to the show, all of you, all my brothers and sisters, whoever you are. But this message is specifically to my white brothers and sisters here. Deborah is a hell of an example. Because she sees and she just doesn't stay quiet. She sees, you know, like I, I, you guys always hear me say, most people are good. And I mean that. The problem is that, and, and by the way, this isn't a racial thing here about uh, how white people behave. They rather stay quiet. It's people who behave that way. It's just that in our culture right now, the people that are under attack are not the majority. It's not the white people in general. It is the rest of the people, right? And from the days of the abolitionists right on, good folk been talking. Good folks have been staying quiet. Progressives has a phrase that we use, I, I hope I get it right, where it says that silence is complicity. And I usually say that as well, but sometimes it's a bit harsh in that it's not about silence being complicity. 
It is about overcoming your fear to do what you know is right and understanding that you're going to have a place to land. I have this, this conversation with my, my lefties as far as get, known as giving people space and allowing people to screw up. And what I mean by that is a lot of people just stay quiet or a lot of people just don't say things because they don't want to be judged or they don't want to do it wrong and then be attacked for doing it wrong, etc., etc., etc. So the easiest thing, the most non-confrontational thing to do, the, mo- the simplest thing to do is to be quiet. Always to be quiet. You're a good person, but you know what? I am not going to go in there. I may go in there and just say the right, the wrong thing and get everybody against me. To which I tell my brothers and sisters on the left, let people fail. Allow people to screw up. Understand that we have different cultures that have implicit biases that create the problems within us. In my earlier instantiation of, and I use this all the time, and the reason I repeat it is that we get new listeners every single day, a whole slew of new listeners. I always tell the story about my anti-gay past, and it's an important story. And the reason I say it is if somebody like myself can, can not only intellectually, but from the heart, meaning the right part of the brain, the correct part of the brain, Now a true, true, true gay rights, gay person, supporter, you know, no problem at all, means everybody can be that way. And not only that, that all of us have our biases that we should work to overcome. You know, I interspace this outside the scope of what the subject was today, because what uh, Deborah did, I thought, is uh, something that a lot of us should do. And I think everybody should do this. So, um, so I'm off topic. I know that, but it's. I think it's it's worth it. So first of all, I want to thank Deborah for throwing me into that little uh, conversation out there. Number uno, thank you for always speaking up. She always speaks up. And to my listeners, speak up and understand that if you make mistakes in, like I have made mistakes in these issues. There are some that are going to take you over the rack. Take it like I have taken it. But speak up. That is what's going to change the country. People speaking up. Not having most good people acquiesce to the evil of the few. And that's what we've done for too long in this country. Good people acquiescing to the evil of the few. Real bottom. Michael Rudnick, in, in any endeavor, there will be some people who fail. If we have a societal safety net, they won't fall hard after they fall. Very good, true. Rose Williams, we need in every community a group of angelic troublemakers. I agree. She, she quoted Bayard Rustin. Don't know who that is. Maybe I need to improve my literature. Uh, my daughter, Ashley, I pray for protection over all those that speak up. Amen. Thank you, sis. Thank you, daughter of mine. Right, Rudnan says, catch you next time. Bye, Rudnan. Thank you for always being here, and thank you for what you contribute. E2247, thank you for what you contribute. Uh, let's see. E, uh, all, all of you that contribute so well to the discussion. Uh, Peggy Lopez, thank you so kindly. Uh, racial bias are embedded in our legal system. Absolutely true. Uh, Nanette Bird-Smith, thank you so kindly for being here. Everybody, if I didn't call your name, it's because my eyes are 
rolling past this rather quickly, but we got to get out of here shortly. Rose Williams, if you don't know Baynard Rustin, please check him out. I will, I must. Thank you so kindly, folks. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I check out of this baby. I am what? Oh, before that, I got to do one more ask. Hey, folks, please remember to go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support to support the program. We absolutely cannot live without your support. And please get the books. I promise you the books, is, the books are from the heart. Uh, please go ahead and get the books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.